Welcome to the Higher Ed Jobs Podcast, Ask the Expert Edition. I'm Andy Hebel, the Chief Operating Officer and one of the co-founders of Higher Ed Jobs. And I'm Kelly Sherwin, the Director of Editorial Strategy. Today we're here with expert Matt Trainum, who is the Vice President, Networks and Strategic Partnerships at the Council of Independent Colleges. Welcome, Matt. Kelly, Andy, I couldn't imagine a better place to be. Thanks again for having me. Nice to see you again, Matt. So today's question from our listener is, how do I transition from teaching elementary school to working in higher ed? Short and sweet question, Matt. What do you think about that? Hey, I'm surprised how many people make this kind of transition as a person who's been uh, higher ed pretty much my whole career. Just actually two days ago, I was in a room with a bunch of folks and a couple of them had transitioned from elementary school or from that education field into the higher education field. So I'll give you three answers and we can dig into each of those. I think first, you really need to know your why. I think second, you really need to know the work. And I think third, you've really got to do the translation. Know your why, know the work and do the translation. And I'll dig into those for just a minute. Around the the know your why part, I think you really need to understand what needs you are trying to meet as you move over into higher ed. So the reason I say that is a lot of times in the job search, people's transitions are based on their own needs. It makes sense. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do this other thing. That's great, but no one's going to hire you because you don't want to do the other thing anymore. They're going to hire you because you're going to meet some need that they've got. And so what is that need that people have in higher ed, that space that you're going to try to get in there and fill? I really love the definition. I think we've talked about this before, this idea that that fit equals the ability to make an impact. I think it's a great definition of fit. And so where do you fit in higher ed? Where do you have the ability to make an impact based on everything you bring? So I think you really have to know your why. Secondly, I think you just you need to know the work to learn about the space. It really does intrigue me that probably a lot of people try to move into a new field and don't do the work. And so how do you engage in the field? How do you engage with your alma mater? How do you seek out some credentials that might help the translation happen? How do you engage in networks that are related with higher ed? You know, what are the local conferences? What are even the, I mean, the hyper-local? What are the local conversations that institutions in your area might be hosting or focusing that you can go to? Who do you know that works in the field that you can talk to and, and say, what's up? Is it worth, uh, about say, $25, but the Chronicle probably costs more than that. Is it worth a subscription to the Chronicle? Is it worth, for instance, uh, the plenty of free sites? Is it worth the time and the engagement to learn more about the field? And so that's, you know, the area that you're trying to get into. I will say, whenever I interview someone who is transitioning fields, I will ask them an overall question about higher ed as a starting point. Because I want to know if they're grounded in the space and if they have a little bit of that. And so the, uh, the know your why, know the work. And my, my final thought, and then I'll hush, I'd love to hear what y'all think, is you've got to do the translation. You've got to do all the translation for whoever's hiring you, the translation from your past work to the current work. And sometimes that means you have to continue to go up in a level of abstraction until you can find the commonalities of the work that you're currently doing to the work that they need done. Folks, if you have on there that you're working with elementary school students, if that's on your resume more than once, that's going to be very hard for me to translate through because I'm going to look at it and go, I don't have elementary school students here. And so you've got to figure out how to do that translation both on paper and in the interview so that people go, oh, this person is solving the same problems I've been solving. They're able to help me with what I need. So those are some, some thoughts there. Thanks, Matt. That's an incredible summary of what someone needs to do to put the effort in to start this process. 
I'd probably add two things that I've seen over the years that people come to me similarly. One, usually I'll hear that they're applying for a job at their alma mater. I'd love to go work for my alma mater, which is a great thing. People do. I've worked for my alma mater. There's a different feeling for it. Kind of the caveat there is there are a lot more lums at your alma mater than there are positions. Just remember that. And while familiarity with the institution is an absolute plus, it's a plus. It's not a requirement or a fast lane to employment at the institution. The second caveat is a lot of times that people will come to with an initial reaction, well, I do X, so I should be able to teach X at an institution. And while there might be various opportunities to teach a course here or there for folks who are practitioners in the field, setting that aside, the idea of being a full-time instructor of any ilk, let's not assign the title, is a different sort of gig that it's hard to find the right translation from where you are to getting to that point right off the bat. As I look at an elementary school teacher, it's a great example. There are no that you cited, there are no elementary school students you're teaching in college, not a transferable skill. But the idea of putting together a curriculum and instructional design and designing coursework, there's many places on a college campus where those sorts of skills are transferable. So find those skills that are transferable, look for positions that have a heavy dose of those skills and say, if that's what you want to do and you really enjoy that part, Show your passion in it. I think that that makes a huge difference. This goes to this level of abstract, the ability to, to pull back and say, here are three things I'm really good at. I'm really good at dealing with bureaucracies. <laughs> I'm really good at figuring out what students need to advance to the next stage. And I'm really good at blank, right? And so that, that ability to kind of extrapolate out based on the experiences you've got. I must say, I love this conversation First, because I actually am asked this question a lot too. So it's it's interesting that you all are asked it as well. But what I wanted to kind of piggyback on both what you guys were saying is I love the fact, Matt, that, you know, I think a job seeker, someone who is considering potentially going into higher ed has to do a lot of reflection. I love those questions that you're suggesting because you you can't assume that, say you're in the interview, that that person is going to be able to connect the dots. So yeah, that's definitely on the job seeker. And you can't assume that just you have teaching experience in middle school, high school, elementary, that that is automatically, you can just send in a, a resume to teach on a campus. That That's not how it works. So you have to do the work to, like you said, answer all those questions, You know, evaluate why and how and the benefit that you can bring to the institution. So thank you so much for that advice. I love it. Kelly, it's always a treat to be here and have these conversations with y'all. Thanks again, Matt. Thank you for listening. And if you have any questions for our experts, please feel free to email us at podcast at higheredjobs.com or tweet us at higheredjobs. We'd love to have your questions. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>